You're listening to The Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com All right, welcome back to the broadcast, friends. Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you from the sunny climes of western Japan, where it is currently 11 a.m. on Friday morning. So once again, thank you for joining us for tonight's program, and I hope you are strapped in and settled down for a very interesting hour of conversation on a topic that affects each and every single person out there listening to my voice right now, no matter your age, your size, your sex, your your uh, ethnicity, your political affiliation or lack thereof, your geographic location, or any of the other arbitrary factors by which the powers that shouldn't be try to keep us divided against each other. I am talking about health freedom, the ability to choose what does or does not go into your body, what medications you will or won't take, whether you can even drink raw milk or not, some of the most basic and fundamental principles of freedom itself that have been taken for granted by humanity for uh, centuries, if not millennia, that are very much under attack by the, uh, the, the power structure that has come into place and unfortunately is exerting more and more authority over our everyday lives. So to help us break down this incredibly important topic, we're joined on the line today by Mike Adams, a.k.a. the Health Ranger at NaturalNews.com. And I have no doubt that the vast majority of the audience will probably know Mike from his work at NaturalNews.com. But if you don't, please consider this an opportunity to check into this website, which has excellent, incredible information breaking each and every day. Currently uh, up on the front page right now, Google complies with FDA demands to secretly disable AdWords accounts of nutritional detox companies. India government outraged at Sikh shooting deaths of six people, but says nothing about Monsanto linked to deaths of 200,000 farmers. FDA deputy director arrested in prostitution sting scandal. Are onions healthier than many superfruits? All sorts of uh, information and news coming out on a daily basis on all sorts of issues, but of course on the very important topic of health freedom. So it's an honor to have him on the line today, his first time on Corbett Report Radio. Mike Adams, thanks for joining us tonight. Hi, thank you, James. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor to join you and uh, look forward to chatting with you. We can cover anything you want in that realm. Well, it is a huge topic, isn't it? So perhaps we should just start with a a statement of principles. What is health freedom and why is it so important? Well, that's a great question. It's it's really a libertarian kind of idea, but it has its philosophical roots in divinity, actually. Um, You know, they they say the the Constitution itself is is a divinely inspired document, or at least at least the Bill of Rights, if not the entire thing. And that's true because I, I think most of us believe in the existence of a, of a soul, of a, a spirit, a consciousness. You know, we don't think we're just walking biological bags of, of salt water and skin. You know, we're actually, we're not, we're not just machines, right? We're, we're free will, um, uh, conscious beings who can make decisions and who, you know, who can, who can move through the world in that way. And that, by itself, the fact that that exists implies that we that the right to choose is a divine right, and this right to choose uh, what you eat, what you drink, how you treat your children with uh, health care, for example, uh, what you want to grow in your yard, you know whether it's whether it's uh, superfruits or medical marijuana, the right to choose is a divine right. 
And so as a libertarian myself, uh, or libertarian-minded person, and also a, a very staunch defender of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of these sacred divine rights, I say, you know, we should be able to choose our food, we should be able to choose our medicine, we should be able to say no to vaccines, if, if that's our choice. So that's, that's the fundamental concept of health freedom. I'll be happy to explore it more with you. Absolutely. Well, hold on right there. Let's take our first break. Once again, talking to Mike Adams of naturalnews.com about our status as, uh, as beings on this planet uh, that is, endows us with the right to do what we will with our bodies as long as it does not affect others. So let's start exploring that topic on the other side of this break. Sit right back and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Corbett Report Radio, friends. Here we are on this Thursday night edition of the broadcast, talking once again to Mike Adams, a.k.a. the Health Ranger, at naturalnews.com. Once again, I hope you will check out Natural News and the news and information that's coming out there on a daily basis about all sorts of different topics, but of course about health and about natural health uh, remedies as opposed to the allopathic medicine which has come to dominate our uh, our society over the past century. And uh, there are so many different issues to get into tonight talking about health freedom. And I certainly want to concentrate on solutions and things that people can do in a positive sense to affect uh, uh, this battle, really, for people's hearts and minds uh, in the general public in a positive sense. But uh, before we get into that, I think it, it certainly serves our interests to know the contours of the problem that we're facing so, Mike, let's start by talking about some of the issues that uh, that we are really facing here, especially I'd like to, to concentrate on the FDA itself, the Food and Drug Administration, which has become this bureaucratic tyranny, uh, which really stands apart from the three branches of government and is able to uh, basically bring in all sorts of rules and regulations that can have extremely detrimental effects when it comes to the uh, the realm of health freedom and people's ability to choose for themselves what they do or do not want to put into their bodies. Let's talk a little bit about the FDA and the type of uh, tyranny that it's attempting to bring in. Well, you're, you're right. The FDA has become quite a monster. And I think it was best described in a book by health freedom attorney Jonathan E. Mord, his book is called The Rise of Tyranny, and in that book, he, he explains why this is happening. These regulators, the FDA, EPA, USDA, FTC, FCC, and the list goes on, they are led by unelected bureaucrats. The voters don't elect them. Congress doesn't elect them or appoint them. They answer to no one, and the rules and regulations they create do not have to be approved or reviewed by Congress. So, in other words, they become their own sort of kingdoms, fiefdoms, you might say, where, where the FDA, for example, can simply invent a rule. Let's say, let's say the FDA says you can't sell vitamin D unless you blend it with, let's say, unicorn hooves. Now, the FDA could write that rule, and they could make it the law of the land, and if you if you can't find unicorns, then you can't sell vitamin D. And there's nothing you can do about it because Congress gave the FDA the power over all foods and drugs and cosmetics back in the FDNC Act, uh, which actually the whole thing started in 1906. So these tyrannies, uh, every government agency wants more power. I mean, you name it, you name a government or, or regulator, they all want more power, bigger salaries, you know, to be more relevant 
there's even evidence that the CDC uh, propagandized uh, a lot of information about AIDS, trying to scare uh, all kinds of people into thinking they were at risk of AIDS when they really weren't in order to get more funding to conquer the spread of AIDS. Um, you see this with the ATF when they, they tried to do this fast and furious gun running into Mexico, you know, having these guns walk across the border into Mexico, thousands and thousands of firearms. And, or we can even think internationally you know, so they, with the WHO and the uh, swine flu pandemic scare. Absolutely, yeah, exactly that. And by the way, I'll tend to just I'll tend to just go on, so interrupt me at any time. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> Don't worry, I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, great. Um, but anyway, so so the FDA or any regulator, they become these these monstrosities of power, and then they want to use that power to make sure they seem important. And some of the things that the FDA has done that we've documented, and I think a lot of your listeners, as well-informed as they are, they might still be surprised by this, but the FDA, for example, funded and ran a network of spies to infiltrate the raw milk movement. They hired women, mostly, to go to uh, raw milk uh, vendors at farmer's markets all across the country, and then to claim that they couldn't breastfeed their children and they needed raw milk to feed their children, begging for it practically, and then the raw milk farmer would say, okay, you know, secretly we'll sell you this raw milk, and then it was a sting operation. And the FDA was behind the raids on raw some foods in California. And in fact, right at this very moment, James Stewart sits in jail in Ventura County right now. hes I mean, he called me from jail a few days ago. He has been charged with completely fabricated financial crimes because the FDA told Ventura County prosecutors, destroy James Stewart and the raw milk industry in California to set an example so that nobody else across the country will ever think of selling unpasteurized milk again. Now, that's just one tiny example of the kind of tyranny that the FDA conducts on a daily basis, and we've documented it through thousands of articles on e- natural Exactly theory. right. And let's explore the raw milk issue, because I know that this is uh, this has been around for a couple of years now, especially getting um, a lot of attention through the Rossum raids. But it's also, I mean, this is an issue that goes, I think, to the heart of the matter in a number of ways. And it's not even just America happening in Canada and other places around the world, as you've documented also at naturalnews.com. Let's talk about raw milk and why it's become such a, a focal point for the FDA to tyranny around the world uh, in various municipalities now? Well, it depends on how deep you want to go, I mean, in, in the real agenda here. But part of it is, I guess we'll start at the, at the easy part, which is to destroy access to real food. Now, you may say, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like a weird conspiracy theory. Well, you got to think about what are the FDA's interests? The FDA gets its money from the drug industry. Uh, FDA top people get jobs in the drug industry after they perform favors for the pharmaceutical industry as regulators. The FDA is really the marketing branch, the monopoly enforcer of the pharmaceutical industry. Now, how does the pharmaceutical industry make money? It makes money by people staying sick. If people got healthy through, you know, real food, living food, growing garden food, uh, getting nutritional supplements and vitamin D and trace minerals and all these things, the drug industry would collapse. I mean, literally, would would collapse. It, it exists primarily based on chronic nutritional deficiencies that are caused by the population's everyday consumption of highly refined processed foods from which minerals, micronutrients, enzymes, and all of these other elements are stripped. So the FDA 
to protect the monopoly, it has to make sure that people stay sick. And, you know, vaccines are part of that. Vaccines actually lower immunity. When there are outbreaks of things like whooping cough, for example, the outbreaks are always among the children who got vaccinated against whooping cough. And this is actually admitted by the Institute of Medicine, the IOM. And, again, we covered that on Natural News. I mean, this, this goes so deep, James. It's almost like, you know, how far do you want to go down this rabbit hole, really? Exactly right. I mean, there's so many different interlocking parts to this agenda. But, again, I think even uh, even for people who want to, to buy the sort of mainstream opinion on, on any of these issues, whether it be GMOs or vaccines or, or raw milk or, or any of this, I think it comes down to that basic freedom issue that we were talking about in the first segment. Do you believe that people have the right to choose for themselves what they will or will not put into their body? And when you put it down to that level, there are very, very few people people I've found in, in regular conversation that will really dispute that. And yet so many people are allowed or willing to allow the uh, the FDA to, to, to continue to infiltrate further and further into the lives of everyday Americans. Yeah, you're exactly right. There, there are selective monopolies and, and people who say they're pro-choice, I mean, let's even say that from a political perspective, the progressives on the left would say we're pro-choice, you know, on issues like abortion, for example. But they don't want to be pro-choice on vaccines. They don't want to be pro-choice on health care. They don't want to be pro-choice on food labeling, all of these other issues. And, you know, like vaccines, for example. Here's, here's probably the best illustration of this. In California today, it is more of a criminal act to sell someone a gallon of fresh milk than to sell them a joint of marijuana. So, you know, you can, you can light up and smoke marijuana. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm all in favor of, of, of marijuana legalization as well for other reasons that I'm happy to discuss. But if you're in Berkeley, you can light up and smoke a joint on the street corner, no problem. But if you sell a gallon of milk, you're going to get raided at gunpoint and thrown in jail and tortured in this prison system there, which is what happened to James Stewart. So, you know, how crazy have things become that the food is under attack while the drugs are legalized. Now, I, I think it should all be legalized. I think people should be able to grow industrial hemp in America, help America's farmers. I think people should be able to buy fresh milk if they want or pasteurized milk if they choose. People should be able to say yes to vaccines if they want vaccines or say no to vaccines if they don't want vaccines without being persecuted by society. Or sometimes, sometimes doctors will call Child Protective Services on parents and have their children taken away by the state. So, you know, choice is an issue that not a lot of people truly explore. And most people live with deep contradictions about choice. They think they're pro-choice. They think they're pro-freedom. But in the end, they actually are. They're actually hypnotized and following a type of mentality that's been programmed into their brains by the status quo. And it always puzzles me that uh, the people who who defend vaccines the most strenuously believe that everyone should be vaccinated because of that, uh, even regardless of the uh, the freedom principle, because there's the herd immunity and all of that. But the point is that if you're vaccinated, you're safe, right? So there's there should be no problem. Yeah, there's there's actually no such thing as herd immunity. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a complete uh, fictional term that they made up to try to promote their their vaccines. Yeah, you know. Again, you just nailed it there. If if the kids, who, you know, let's let's say for a minute that flu shots work, you know, even though all the scientific evidence out there shows that they don't, at best, at best, if you believe the drug industry, they for every 100 children that you inject with a flu shot, you'll reduce 
the flu in one, one out of 100, which means the flu shot is wasted in 99 out of 100, but then you have the risk of the, the neurological disorders from the chemical adjuvants that are in the, uh, the vaccines and all these other things. But that's if you believe their numbers. It works on one out of 100. If you don't believe their numbers, it actually harms you, and that's what I think is really what we're seeing, children being harmed by vaccines, so we should have the choice to say no. Very, very important. Also, the uh, the access to information that would uh, dispute what the uh, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, wants you to believe is important. So let's continue along those lines. So once again, taking a short break, we're talking to Mike Adams of naturalnews.com. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the broadcast, friends. Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio. Once again, I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Tonight we're talking to Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com, who has a new report up on the latest attack on free speech in America. And this is from a, uh, an article, Google complies with FDA demands to secretly disable AdWords accounts of nutritional detox companies. And it says the latest attack on free speech in America comes from the FDA and is supported by Google AdWords. Natural News has learned that the FDA is quietly and without notice to affected companies commanding Google to disable the full AdWords accounts of nutritional supplement companies offering detox or chelation nutritional products. I'll let you go and read that article for yourselves again up on the front page of naturalnews.com as we speak. But uh, Mike Adams, this goes to a subject that I was covering on my eye-opener report for boilingfrogspost.com a couple of weeks ago. It's the issue of freedom of speech and how it plays such a central role in in the overall agenda of uh, destroying health freedom that unfortunately the FDA and other agencies have. And uh, it's such an important part of the control, obviously not just in the health freedom arena, but in all various aspects of our society, that uh, freedom of speech and the ability to to really combat the the absolute insanity of what they're trying to put across is such a key role in, in our ability to fight back. And of course, this is why the internet is, is such anathema to the power structures that exist. But unfortunately, the FDA has proven time and again that uh, they are more than willing and capable and uh, and uh, able to crack down on people's free speech and their ability to even talk about their own products. Let's talk about this issue of freedom of speech and how it relates to health freedom. Well, it's crucial. Without without freedom of speech, you, you know, we we have nothing, and, and the assaults on it are quite extreme right now. And and by the way, my audio. Um, it sounds glitchy at all. I'll, I'll come back with a new connection in the next segment with you. Just let me know during the break. But um, the assaults are, are full bore. For example, in, I believe, North Carolina, a blogger who had overcome symptoms of diabetes by changing his diet was working to help other people learn about what was working for him. He was threatened with, with uh, jail time uh, for practicing dietitian, you know, like, being a dietitian without a license, uh, just for having a blog that, that encourages a certain type of, of eating. Uh, in the UK, a website just recently in the last few days has been threatened uh, with being shut down and uh, the owner, I believe, fined because the website suggests that there's a link between vaccines and autism. And of course, that link does exist. It's very real. But just like in the novel 1984, where history was revised to uh, fit the current political agenda of the controllers, on the issue of vaccines and autism, even the medical journals went back and retracted 
their studies that showed that link and then attempted to destroy the credibility of Dr. Andrew Wakefield, for example, who has, uh, he's on his way to being completely vindicated, by the way, of all of that. But there's an effort on the way to make sure that people don't learn the truth about vaccines, to make sure that people don't understand the, the true power of nutritional healing. Uh, the Susan E. Komen group, Komen for the Cure, won't teach women about vitamin D. You know, vitamin D prevents almost four out of five cancers of all types. And almost all women are, are deficient in vitamin D, and especially African-American women. So this policy of not teaching women about vitamin D is itself not only racist, but sort of it's almost a, a eugenics program to kill black women because they, their lives would be saved more than anyone with the knowledge of vitamin D. So those are just some of the reasons why free speech is crucial. You know, people need to have access to the information that can save their lives, but the status quo doesn't want them to have that access. Right, and, and let's talk about some of the just ridiculous ways that that, uh, that free speech is limited. So, for example, in, the, uh, in Gary Knoll's excellent documentary on FDA tyranny, he uh, highlights a case where there was a, a company selling a product that was just linking to Harvard studies that showed that uh, the, the nutritional benefits of cherries, and the FDA ruled that, that, uh, that uh, they couldn't do that, they couldn't link to those Harvard studies, because, of course, you can't make any any yeah. sort of uh, claim whatsoever about the uh, the health benefits of various food products. No, you can't even cite government studies. I believe Blue Diamond, the company that makes or that that uh, distributes a lot of different nutritional nuts, they were threatened in a similar way by the FTC, I believe, if memory serves correctly, that they were linking to government-funded studies on the reduced reduced risk of heart attacks and heart disease among people who consume nuts, such as walnuts and, and pecans and so on. And they said, you, you can't link to government studies because that's not scientific. So, <laughs> so okay, really? <laughs> um, and then they claim if you do make such a link, then you magically transform your cherries or your nuts into unapproved drugs. So the FDA thinks that unapproved drugs grow on trees. I mean, that's how insane they are. Uh -huh. And they're more than happy to approve the ones that come out of the manufacturing pr process of the uh, big pharma for some reason. Oh, of course, if it comes out of a factory, it must be good for you. You know, if, if, uh, if Pfizer has a patent on it, it must work. If but Bayer is making factor eight, it must it. be healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and ne never mind all the news reports about uh, metallic machine parts being found in the pharmaceuticals all the recalls of the pills that have been infected with pesticides that are embedded in the pallets upon which they were shipped. You know, never, never mind all the, uh, all the recalls and all the dangers and all the side effects and deaths from drugs. 100, 106,000 Americans year, a year dead from FDA-approved drugs. Well, uh, unfortunately, every government failure just means more government power in the name of uh, correcting that failure. So unfortunately, we've seen that uh, time and again. Well, once again, let's take a short break talking to Mike Adams of naturalnews.com. We'll be back after these messages. All right, friends, welcome back. You are tuned into Corbett Report Radio here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Tonight we're talking to Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com about the issues surrounding health freedom. 
the ability to choose what you will or will not do with your own body. If you'd like to get in on tonight's conversation, the phone lines are open 1-800-313-9443, or you can tweet your question or comment live on air at Corbett Report. And on that note, we just got a, uh, a tweet in from Leander Pearson at Meat on Twitter. So let's go to the question. Uh, it says, Mike, Codex Alimentarius is still pushing forward. How do we stop this gang of thugs? Oh, wow. That's, I don't think we're going to be able to stop them in the short term. I think where we're headed is a well, I almost hate to use the term, but a, a collapse of the world that we have grown up in, what, we're, what we think, you know, what we know, um, many things are coming to an end. Many things are unsustainable. The financial system, the pharmaceutical system, the growth of government, you know, the cancerous growth of, of big government. Um, Codex will not be stopped under the current system. It will only grow like a tumor. And times are going to get really strange for a while, but I do believe that there will be a reawakening. And I'm not talking about, you know, December 21st, 2012, or the Mayan calendar. I'm talking about just a, a phase of, of a maturing of human civilization, realizing that, hey, we're tired of being slaves. We're tired of being poisoned for profit. Uh, we're tired of being ignorant. It's time to, to awaken, to gain wisdom, to evolve uh, spiritually and intellectually to, to really do what humanity is meant to do, move into the next phase of, of awareness and existence. And that means that's freedom. You know, that's liberty and, and, and respect and compassion and all of these things. And in that realm, once that awakening takes place, and I don't claim to know how exactly it will be structured, but once it does take place, no one will put up with these power systems, these corruption this this oppression that currently dominates the world today. So that might be a bigger answer than what you were looking for, but I hope I hope that at least addresses the question. It, it is a big answer, but I think it's a big question, and I think we should uh, explore that philosophically a little bit because there are different ways that uh, that we analogize the idea of progress, and sometimes it's just a question of, uh, of the pendulum. The pendulum has swung too far, far towards tyranny, so it will swing back towards freedom. But that suggests to me that we're just stuck in this cycle forever and ever of going between <laughs> tyranny and freedom. But uh, it sounds like you're suggesting perhaps a different analogy, maybe a winding staircase or something. Yes, we come back to the same spot, but we are progressing in some sense, and we there's a chance that we can escape this uh, this madness altogether. Do you do you believe that, or do you think that we are stuck in that type of pendulum system? I I, I was visualizing exactly what you described. Actually, a spiral, uh, a spiral that is moving up. So just like a staircase, which interestingly, of course, that's the structure of DNA, and that's that's the vortex of water. You know that you see the spirals in nature, the Fibonacci series, all of these things. But yeah, I I, I don't think we're just going to be stuck in a, in a pendulum cycle. I think we are going to experiencing experience a mass awakening. Um, I believe part of that has already begun. I don't think it's going to include everyone. You know, there there are people who are so far asleep, uh, or even victims of the chemical assault that is taking place today. Fluoride. Uh, vaccines, synthetic food additives, all of these things, medications, psychiatric drugs, that they are beyond hope in, in this lifetime. But there, there are enough of us around the world, and you know, you're one of them, James. And there, there are many great independent thinkers out there who are really, you know, on the same boat as as us, 
and your listeners working to 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 learn, to share, to uplift. And that is, I think humanity is drawn to that. And that will ultimately be victorious over suppression of knowledge, over darkness, over uh, control and, and tyranny and all of these things that concern us. So, you know, philosophically, some people sometimes say I'm a, I'm a doom and gloomer, but no, that's just short-term. <laughs> Long-term, I'm, I'm a huge optimist. I believe in the human spirit, and I believe in the future of human civilization. We've just got to get through some really some strange times in our immediate future, in my opinion. I, uh, I share that outlook. I think I'm a realistic optimist, so that there is going to be uh, pain and suffering ahead, but it's a question of how we come through that and what comes out on the other side. And I, uh, ultimately, I think we can break through to a, a different paradigm, a different awareness. So um, let's talk a little bit more specifically how to do that and what people can be doing on a, on, on a daily basis even to affect their, their own lives and health freedom. But first, uh, let's bring in one of the callers to this conversation. Once again, phone lines open, 1-800-313-9443. Let's go to Ron in Kansas. Ronson, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, you're very welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. To your guest, Mr. Adams, I'd just like to say uh, thank you for all your health ranger work, sir, and um, bringing into the forefront of the lexicon the need for a strong understanding of nutrition, not just on choosing apples over hamburgers. Um, there's good and evil easy to pick between, but it's the lesser uh, two evils, I guess, to be more challenging. And I think you do really good at parsing um, uh, good ideas about spending our money, Mike. So uh, to you, thanks for that. Well, well thank you. I appreciate appreciate your call, Ronson. Uh, is there any any question I can address for you? Um, not particularly uh, tonight. Actually, I was calling to um, a little off topic. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Uh, I was just calling because uh, uh, you had mentioned earlier on that you know there are so many people that are stuck in a cyclic daily um, stress trance, um, that participating in a false system would, of course, bring any sane psyche to experience. And I just wanted to go, um, you know, you guys have shared so much of your time and given so much to moving minds with words. I thought I would return the favor tonight. And I uh, was calling to recite a poem. Go ahead. Okay. Let's see here. The obvious atrocity in the study of philosophy is the fact we fail to remove hypocrisy from democracy, let alone cleanse the pollution that resides inside of me. Half-truths leave whole fools still wishing remittance to thought schools. Self-observation is the patient upon the conscious table, within the moment, but not the fable. I, I, that's, I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. If you want to email that to me, I'm going to post that up on CorbettReport.com. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there needs to be some, uh, some music behind that would be great. I mean, that, <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a, uh, something that would just go well with, a with, with some very, you know, some, I don't know, hip hop beat or something deep 
going on behind it. Well, Mike, that's the, that's the producer in you coming out. I know you like uh, to do that uh, hip-hop, but, but uh, absolutely, I love it, and I'm uh, an English major, so I'm a sucker for, for poetry anyway. So anyway, uh, absolutely, uh, Ronson, thank you so much for, for that, for phoning that in, and once again, if you do want to send that in, I'll be happy to post it to CorbettReport.com. Uh, we should have a poetry night sometime, because we need to feed our soul as much as our mind, I think. But uh, but anyway, yes, thank you for that input. I do appreciate that, and I do think that, uh, that knowledge and information is uh, so important that it has to be imparted in a lot of different ways. And I'm glad that there are people out there that are using their skills in a lot of different ways to help bring this to the people. But Mike, let's let's turn back to this, this question of, of health freedom. I think as with so many other problems that we see going on in the in the realm of tyranny and control, I think one of the biggest weapons that we have in this info war is really our ability to choose what it is that we buy or don't buy and that we vote with our dollars each and every day. Uh, perhaps you can address that idea and some of the things that you think people can be doing in a positive sense to affect uh, the change that we want to see. Sure. Well, the, the greatest deception of all that's taking place today is, is making people think they have a choice when, when they really don't. And so I know many people who say that they think they're eating healthy um, because they buy wheat bread instead of white bread. But then in the wheat bread, there's still high fructose corn syrup. There's still additives. There's even an ingredient in most commercial breads, by the way, not necessarily in bread loaves, but it's in pizza crust and things like that. It's called L-15. It's derived from human hair. Most of the hair comes from China. Um, and, you know, your listeners will think I'm making that up, but, you know, they can search it, L-15, uh, C-Y-S-T, I think it's I-E-N-E. Uh, it's an amino acid derived from human hair, and it's in a lot of commercial breads. But, you know, the point is there's so much stuff in your food that you don't know about that we have to get to a point where we have honest labeling. And this gets to the GMO issue, which is big. It's on the petition. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, it's on the ballot in California now. The petition's already succeeded there. And the ballot measure, if passed, would require uh, food companies to list that their foods contain GMOs if indeed they do. And, of course, the food industry is adamantly against this. They want consumers to remain ignorant, uninformed. Uh, but consumers, or at least most sane consumers, actually want to know what they're eating, which is you know, why we have ingredients lists and country of origin labeling and all of these other things. So we want to know what's in our food so that we have a choice. Now, remember, the idea of having a free choice is null and void if you don't have the information from which such choice could be made. So the food industry wants you wants to tell you, oh, you're free to buy whatever food you want. It's your choice, but you're not going to have access to what that food is. That's their trick. And they're trying to trick everybody in California right now to vote that GMO labeling initiative down, but we may yet win that. What do you think is the deciding factor in in not just the GMO labeling campaign, but other such campaigns? Uh, uh, do you think that there is uh, the the type of political will and uh, behind this right now, or is this something that you think is going to be another one of those short term losses for the long term uh, gain? Are you ta- are you talking about the? The GMO issue in particular, or just um, well, labeling? that that issue I think is is one. But I, I mean, in terms of raw milk, in terms of GMO labeling, in terms of all of these various issues, I, I think we are reaching that type of critical mass. But I'm not sure we're there yet. What's your take on where we are in the political spectrum right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're still. You know, we are still stuck in a mentality of of enslavement, self enslavement. Um, despite what people will say to you. They, uh, the, the majority, the masses, I would say, 
prefer to live under a system where they're told what to do, where someone else makes the decisions for them. You know, taking responsibility for your own life or even your own health, it's a scary thing. It takes courage. It's much easier to go to your doctor and say, doctor, you tell me what's wrong, you fix it, it's your responsibility. And that's what most people do. Even when they go to holistic practitioners, you know, uh, uh, acupuncturists, chiropractors, whatever, they'll say, uh, it's your job to fix my problem. Now, as long as people have that externalization of the power over their own health, they will be victims. That is a victim stance to say, you know, external forces control my outcome. But once you reverse that and you internalize that force and you take responsibility for it as an adult, then the power shifts to you. But it takes courage. It might be a little fearful for some people at first to say, hey, wait a minute, my health outcome is my responsibility, so maybe I should put down the donuts, you know, and then I don't have to go see the doctor and tell him to fix me. Maybe I should just start working on myself. And that could be at every level. That can be at physical that can be at emotional, that can be at spiritual, that can be in relationships. There's so many levels where you can work on yourself. So what I see the big trend overall, James, is humanity is now shifting from a phase of childish ignorance and uh, being, you know, sort of, sort of like an infant mindset into an age of more adult thinking, which is self-responsibility. So, that's the shift that we need to see. We've got to become more adults. And I don't mean chronologically. I mean philosophically. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it very much is that case that uh, freedom is meaningless without the personal responsibility that goes along with it and the willingness to take our lives into our own hands with all of the, the crushing responsibility that comes with that. It's not an easy thing by any means, but unless we live up to that responsibility, freedom is will be uh, unattainable. It will have no meaning. So I, I couldn't agree more with that message. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's really at stake at all of this, because we've alluded to it that all of these different pieces of this puzzle add up to something much greater. I like to try to contextualize it for people by saying that uh, we are on the cusp of such incredible technological revolution, and in fact, it's already going on to a larger extent than most people realize. When you start looking at the way that we're beginning to be able to manipulate humanity down to the level of the genome, if we do not win this health freedom fight, and if we do not detach ourselves from this uh, pharmaco pharma pharmacological complex and, uh, and big medicine and all of these different uh, industries that are trying to, uh, to manipulate us, what is at stake and where are we heading as a species? We're heading into an era of the irreversible concentration of power into the hands of the few at the expense of the many. So we're talking about the mass enslavement of the human race, and we're, we're, we're close to that now. Think about Monsanto, for example, seeks to have corporate ownership over the entire global food supply. That is a position of dominant power, and that's what they seek. And the U.S. Patent Office supports their effort to do that, by the way. So does the USDA, which actually conspires with Monsanto to pursue that. But you see this in every realm. Uh, financial realms, globalist banks, the Fed, you know, Federal Reserve run by banksters, concentration of economic power. Uh, there, humanity came out of an era of a concentration of religious power several hundred years ago into an age of reason, which was supposed to be the decentralization of knowledge. But now the scientific realm, so-called science, has become its own kind of cult where so much 
of the so-called scientific evidence is fabricated and produced for corporate gain. So that has become a new corporate centralization of power under the guise of science. But in every realm, whether it's economics, whether it's religion, whether it's media and information, whether it's health and medicine, there is a tendency for power to become centralized in the hands of the few, thereby victimizing all of those who are left out of that, that inner circle. And that's what's at risk, to answer your question, is that freedom, liberty would be destroyed, annihilated, and we would return to really an age of a few dominant kings ruling over the peons. And that's, that's where we're headed. If we ever really left that, I think uh, we may have just traded one ruling philosophy of uh, the divine right of kings for another, the, the divine right of the people with the, the right genes to rule over us. And it's a question of escaping that mentality altogether. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, you know, and here again, this is that spiral throughout history. You know, this is, this is what we saw in the Roman Empire and, and, and the fall of Rome and, you know, the separation of church and state and um, the monopoly of knowledge that the ancient church used to uh, um, sort of enforce over the population. So it's, it's the same spiral. You know, the interesting thing about um, social science is that every, every group almost naturally, it's almost like a, a law, like gravity, seeks to expand its own power and limit its competition. So this idea of being monopolistic in your ideas, and your philosophy, and your products, and your medicine, it is something that we must always be vigilant to defend against in order to protect and defend our freedoms. Absolutely right. Well, on that note, we'll hold it right there. We'll be back to wrap things up after this short break with Mike Adams, naturalnews.com. If you haven't gone there yet, why not? Go there today and start uh, subscribing to their feeds and staying up to date with the real news. Welcome back to the broadcast. Once again, this is Corbett Report Radio, and I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Tonight, we've been talking to Mike Adams, a.k.a. the Health Ranger at NaturalNews.com. And uh, NaturalNews.com is, uh, has so many different branches and so many different things that are going on. Uh, Mike, let's just talk a little bit about the range of work that you do. In fact, uh, we were just met referencing a little bit earlier your, uh, your, some of the music that you've created. Tell people a little, little bit about that. Oh wow! Okay, sure. Uh, well, essentially, we're, we're we're educators, and with a, a fundamental philosophy of of liberty, and uh, a connection to the divine. You know, we believe in consciousness. We believe in a creator. We believe in something greater than just you know this physical uh, existence that we experience. And so, I hope you don't mind me going into a little bit of philosophy. But with that philosophy, we we create. Um, articles, um, music videos. I've done many, many songs, including Just Say No to GMOs and a funny song about the TSA called Don't Touch My Junk, <laughs> which has been uh, fairly fairly popular. And, you know, we try to bring in humor at the same time that we educate. We do... We have lots of different methods to reach people. You know, videos, documentaries, special reports. We're not tied to any one medium. It's just really... It's a, it's a creative effort to to help uplift people to understand what's really going on in the world. That's that's what drives me and and uh, the, the team that, that I manage here at Natural News, which which keeps growing. So 
uh, I guess a few people out there must like uh, what we're doing. So I'm, I'm happy for that, and I thank them for their support. Absolutely. Well, uh, certainly a lot of people like what you're doing, including myself. I, I do very much appreciate the music that you've been putting out. And uh, with your permission, I wouldn't mind throwing in one or two of your songs into my bumper music, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Add, add a riff in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. Free for you to use. <laughs> Excellent. Well, as I say, I love uh, the creativity and, uh, and different ways of getting this message out because, of course, uh, just dry presenting of information can only go so far into, in terms of getting people uh, really un- to understand this at a deeper level than, than just what's in their head. I think we have to reach to, for people in their heart, and that's a great way of doing it. Also, of course, you have uh, so many different uh, the media entities and things that you're doing. Um, so, I, again, I hope that people will check into natural news and start exploring it more fully just on the final note of wrapping things up on health freedom it's such a huge topic there's no way we can really wrap it up but uh any final thoughts you'd like to leave the listeners with tonight well yeah how long do we have uh, Uh, about a minute okay um here's the big thing remember your brain is what gives you clarity uh your, your your awareness goes through your brain your brain is floating in your blood Right, and your blood is made of what you eat and drink. So, if you want to think clearly, if you want to awaken yourself and uplift yourself, and and be, be an uplifted, aware human being, you're gonna to have to improve what you eat and drink because that's what your brain is floating in. Never forget that. So, if you drink fluoride, your brain is fluoridated, and that's not gonna help you see uh, reality. But if you eat superfoods and you've got trace minerals and you get vitamin D, then your blood is a nourishing, healing liquid that's pumping around all your cells, including your brain, including your liver, including your kidneys, you're going to transform yourself with that. Think about the blood as the gateway to transformation. On that note, I think we're going to have to leave it there. Mike Adams, naturalnews.com. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, James, for having me on. I really enjoyed uh, being on your show. Thank you. Excellent. All right, and thank you to each and every one of you out there for listening in tonight. As every night, I am your host, James Corbett, CorbettReport.com, where you can find the audio and video of this episode and every episode of the broadcast a few hours after it airs. And I uh, hope people will be able to join me tomorrow night. I have an interesting topic lined up for you. And then, of course, next week we'll be exploring all new topics with all new guests. So I hope you'll join me then. Until then, 23 hours from now, I'm your host, James Corbett, thanking you for joining me for this edition of Corbett Report Radio. So thank you all for listening and take care.